You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. It's catch-up time. Hey there, listeners. Randy here. Uh, we've got we've got we got a few episodes in the backlog from live streams that we haven't posted on the uh, audio feed yet. You might have noticed it's been a little quiet over here. Well, trying to catch up now, so enjoy this episode, certainly won't be dated, from March 31st. We talk about a little uh, Will Smith, Chris Rock action, some Moon Knight, you know, all the hot current topics. Enjoy. All masters. Welcome to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast Live Show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. Welcome to the show. I didn't say it like they say it in the show. It's not racist the way I said it. I didn't try to do an accent. <laughs> like three people that aren't listening know what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, exciting. Exciting show. It's going to be a most excellent adventure we're going to have. Mm-hmm. Uh we watched we watched the first episode of a new show. I don't know if other people are talking about it, but it seems like the kind of show other people might be talking about it. Guess what? We are those other people. Yeah. <laughs> and we may or may not have read a comic book. What? <laughs> That's weird. On this show. Hey, Paul, what's going on? Hey, how was the con? That was this week, last weekend, wasn't yep. it? Yep. Sweet. Um. But first, Every time somebody oh. says something about the con, I always think of like con men and they're like looking <laughs> the for their marks. <laughs> How was the heist? The, looking for their marks. Yeah. <laughs> um, How are you two doing? What's going Pretty on? Good. Yeah. You know what? I was cleaning the living room this week and I found a really old um, business card of Paul's. And I'm like, wow, that must have been like the first time we met him a long time ago. That we had? <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't recall, I'm sure, yeah, at a convention, mm-hmm. but I don't recall, and Paul's probably like, I remember you. I don't <laughs> recall Paul. <laughs> would that have been, that would have been either Okamicon four or five, because at four, you guys came, uh-huh. and at five, you guys tabled. Mm-hmm. Probably four. That was oh, the no, last I do, one there ever I, was. I'm wrong. I do remember meeting Paul in person. Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing his wood car, his wood burnings and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, guys, I was about to say, and that was because that would have been after we had done Lunchbox, right? We'd started doing Lunchbox shortly before that one. The the con that we were at, yeah. Yeah. We actually did a Lunchbox at yeah. that con, right? And that worked surprisingly well. I'm still yeah. still amazed that it, that that worked out on the laptop that Melanie's using to stream right now. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. A little Chromebook, old out of nice. date Chromebook. Ah. Yep. Uh, y- y'all still talk. You all still do comics on this show. Kind of. You'll see. <laughs> we do. We do comic related things, right? I mean, yeah. we talk about comic book shows and movies. That's the, all the, the time. I, I feel like several years ago when I was, Neck deep in it before I don't know what happened. I fell out of it. 
uh, it would have annoyed me, I think, that like it wouldn't have annoyed me that there's so much comic book stuff because it was already there. It was already mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. But I think I'd have been annoyed like, oh, just comic book like movies and TV shows. You don't actually <laughs> read the comics. And now I'm like, I got time for that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, but also the the product on, in the co- in the actual comics kind of waxed and waned, and we we mm. tried for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, now it's like, nah, I'm gonna wait and find out if it's good, and then y'all can tell me to read it. Right. I do miss being. I mean, man, it's an expensive habit, really. But yeah. I'm I miss being as keyed into like there's no way I was gonna be able to like follow DC and Marvel. I tried to jump on Marvel for a bit, but like there was just too much. But I was I was pretty up on like everything DC was doing for the most part up till a certain point. Up till about what did they call it? There after the new fifty two, there was like was the, when the, the rebirth or whatever. Yeah, yeah, rebirth, and then um, for me it was like right around the time that um, Tom King took over one of the Batman books. Right. And I tried that for a while because I was still reading like, well, I had been reading the vision and I loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was kind of like the beginning of the end right there. Mm-hmm. Me, me too. And it's, I'm not blaming Tom King. Cause I, 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 I stuck onto that. <laughs> oh, I mean, it depends how often they were publishing at that point, but like, it must've been about a year. I got quite, quite far into it, but I was falling off. Like I was, reading less and less of the other of the non Batman. And I stuck with that one for quite a while, but I did, I did fall off. Paul says he caught up to rebirth then said, Grolixum. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it was metal for me. I think like I just was, I didn't have the bandwidth to get yeah into whatever was going on with metal. And yeah. I should have, because like, I knew that creative team. I knew I liked that creative team. People really love that run. But I was just like, it ah, feels like a Age of Apocalypse thing that's not going to matter to anything, really. It's just going to be a fun little romp, and that's fine, but I just don't have time for it. Well, it's one of those things, and we, we've, you know, it's a, it's the forever comic book reader complaint, and we've complained about it. Is it like all the tie-ins, right? It kind right. of like muddies the water. You're like, well, what do I need to read? If Unless you're like up to date, you know, when it's coming out. Yeah, that's a, that's really right around the time because I remember being super excited for it when it was announced because of the team. And I was like, metal, awesome, cool. And what a great, like, the, their Batman run was amazing. Uh, but then by the time it hit, like, I was, I, it, I was so behind on everything. I just, like, I've tried to, I've tried to dive into it since and, like, just kind of stall out. And Marvel was doing something almost the same. Like, that's when they brought back Wolverine. Like Wolverine had been dead, and I didn't even read that. But um, he he would he had come back. I don't even remember what it was called, but it was basically a rebirth kind of thing too. Mm-hmm. Like Marvel was doing their own rebirth because it was working over in the DC you know place because they brought back Barry Allen, and I think immediately people were like, or no, Barry Allen had been back because they had done the Flash rebirth. But then they were doing a rebirth of the whole thing, of the whole DC right. universe, and they brought back Wally West. Mm. And that was great. I loved that comic. And then I promptly stopped collecting entirely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. because And that was kind of part of what rebirth was because it wasn't really just – it was like a re- another reboot, like New 52, but wasn't. It was like a reboot, yet we're going to then pull – 
the pre-New 52 universe back into it because then we've got a couple Supermans again. There's always seems like there's a couple of Supermans running around. Right. Um, uh, you know, the pre-New 52 Superman and Lois, I think, showed up. And that's where yeah. the sun. Because the come New from. 52 one died or something. Yeah. I was like, what? What? Then was he ever really Superman? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so. uh I would just uh, prefer, I mean, not, I didn't always, but I preferred to wait until something had, you know, finished or had a couple decades and then, and then I get into it so that I didn't have to uh, worry about it going crap because I already knew it was good. So, yeah. Right. Trade I mean, waiting or whatever it's called. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I do now is I just wait until someone says it's great and mm-hmm. I should read it and I'll go, mm, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And, that's yeah. I mean, that's that, kind of the that more used to annoy me too. I, that's I, the more enjoyable yeah. re- way to do it, right? Unless like you're there's something you, uh, unless you're really into it, then like the anticipation of like the next episode or next uh, issue coming out is is kind of fun. But like, it's more <laughs> enjoyable to trade wait, but that doesn't help the series because right? Yeah, yeah. They don't decide. They don't go by that when they decide to like keep the series going. Mm-hmm. So. It's, but that's kind of just a flaw in the, the way the industry's been for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If any of that matters, like I mean, for the smaller uh, imprints, I'm sure the companies, I'm sure it does. But like for DC and Marvel, does that really like uh, matter? Probably not, because I feel like it's well, a larger it prob- scheme. It probably helps them decide to reboot some stuff that didn't really need it. But that's true. That's true. You know. But they're going to keep using the same characters over and over and over forever as long as they can. Right. Of course. And then all they have to do is, like, kill one off for a while and then bring him back and that'll be exciting again. Besides, who's going to generate the storylines and plot lines for their future movies and TV shows at, I'm sure, a much lower rate than they would pay a screenwriter? (laughs) Right. I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know if that's an issue, but, man, that's something I think about sometimes. It's just, like, the screenwriter's, like, yeah, they're doing a lot like because most especially now that we've had quite a while of decent comic book movies and TV shows, even when they lift plot lines, they're not like it's not a beat for beat necessarily adaptation, right. mm-hmm. but and they'll kind of condense a whole run into like the right. whole thing, you know. Yeah. But I feel like if it, the original writers probably still aren't getting appropriate compensation if they're not directly involved in the adaptation. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the original writers are, some of them aren't even around anymore, are they? Right. 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 And, you know, I guess that's like, it's like contract work, right? Or something yeah. where it's like, well, you do the work, you don't work for hire. rights to the story. You, it was work for hire, which has right. been the issue all along. It's like you create a, you create a, character for marvel but it's marvel's right and now it's disney's so right good luck fighting that and you know that might be why that it could be part of the reason you don't see a ton of like new characters all the time in marvel and dc universe mm-hmm. uh comics i mean you do see new characters but they're not like i feel like a lot of creators to get a really good idea or a character they really love they're like i'm gonna hold that one that's uh-huh. mine uh-huh. I'll take that to Dark Horse or Image or somebody that, mm-hmm. you know, a creator-owned type deal. Uh, 
and they're I'm assuming they have those kind of contracts too, where um, if they think something up while they're working there, even if it's not for Marvel or or whoever, and they find out about it, that they're like, oh no, that's ours. You worked for us, so it's I, ours. I don't know. I feel like that man that could get so dicey with. I, yeah, I see what you're saying because I think that's something like in the technology industry, that's an issue that comes up a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, like, I don't know because there's a lot of writers, unless they sign, there's a lot of writers that will work for both the big two mm. unless they have an exclusive deal signed. And I'm right. sure there's stipulations, but I mean, if you're writing a Marvel book and a DC book, you're technically, you're probably thinking of both on the other's dime essentially right right so i don't know i don't know they probably have a way to uh, have that worked out already i could be wrong yeah well that's that's why they have so many of the same characters so somebody can just be like i'm writing deadpool and uh dead shot or whoever it, the equivalent is i can't remember um you know just do the same thing with both of them so that they don't have to worry about it <laughs> right like hey my roommate had this really cool character by the name of Swamp Thing, uh, how? Hey, Marvel guys, how? Uh, how about Man Thing, or maybe the other way around? I don't know. But they came up; they were invented around the same time, and uh, the creators were roommates. So I feel like I feel like that's uh, interesting. Well, hey, isn't that how we got uh, Image Comics in the first place? Is like all these all these people who are just like, we are awesome. Let's go be awesome somewhere else. And Image yeah. is born. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Savannah, welcome to the show. By the way, shout out to you, Savannah. Listener, if you also want a specific shout out to you on the show, think about supporting us just in general. Think about supporting us specifically, though, on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. If you're at the, the magical cat dancing, cat dancing tier, you get a shout out on the episode. And that's what that's the tier that Savannah's at. Also, all tiers uh, get you uh, access to, except for free. I'm sure, like, can you still be, like, a free whatever? Whatever. You spend at least a buck a month, you get access to 60-plus bonus episodes. I think you can be a, um, you could just have a Patreon account and just read public Patreon right, things. Right. But, like, that's what free is, is anything that you decide to just put up as a public post. Which, I mean, I haven't posted a lot, <laughs> so... I mean, yeah, I post there all the time. I Okay, no, I'll be real. I haven't posted there for a while, but I used to post like the new episodes. I'd make a post on Patreon as well. But then I was like, right. I feel like that might just clutter it. And like, oh, yeah, if harder if to find the, the bonus stuff. Yeah, exactly. And if somebody's following us, if they're if they're following us in, on Patreon or like uh, awesome enough to be a supporter, like they know where the regular episodes are. So, right. If you also want to support the show, but uh, you don't do the Patreons and you want something out of the deal that isn't just the awesome sound of our voice, you can also do Humble Bundle stuff. And there's all sorts of great Humble Bundles happening right now. If you're a gamer, like a tabletop gamer, um, there's a Piazzo Press Pathfinder bundle, which is awesome. You can get the whole game for like less less than $30 or something. Um, there's like a movie bundle. If you are one of those people that makes movies on your computer, mm-hmm. there's a software bundle, um, all sorts of stuff. So check it out. And unless it's gone by now, 
since uh, we happen to actually be talking about comics for once, there is a comic bundle. What? Uh, oh, I should I should correct myself. It's manga. So I, mean, I thought there was another one though. Manga's all right. It just you just have to get used to reading wrong, and then get used <laughs> to reading right again when you're done. Right. Uh, yeah. Whatever. They got lots of stuff. Go to grolicspodcast.com/slash/humble. That's an affiliate link. We're a humble partner. We'll get a kickback, and it costs you nothing extra, unless you want to like bump up what we get. Bump it up. Uh, well, let's first talk a little bit what you got there. I actually have a manga. Like this is a manga. It's a Pokemon oh. one, like the original one. So like that's uh, I believe that's red right there. Not not Ash. <laughs> Who's Ash? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, see, he's a real fan. <laughs> he knows red and blue. Red and blue, right there. Uh, go ahead. Nope. I ignore me. Uh, (laughs) I forgot what I was gonna say. It's even backwards. Like the spine is backwards. Like the covers where the back would be. You know, like the back covers where the front would be. It's weird. How do they read these things? It's so bonkers. That is. That is. Of course. I don't think it's out of line to say that is so foreign to me. It Mm -hmm. is foreign. Literally, but it's, it's very strange. It's weird that you like how in ground something like that is. You read from this direction to that direction. And Mm -hmm. if you reverse it, it it seems wrong. Everything's wrong. The world's upside down. Cats are dancing with dogs. (laughs) It kind (laughs) of takes me out of it, you know, because I'm constantly like, wait, do I go this way and then down? No, I got to go this way. And then I got to go back over here and then this way. Especially with comics. Like a reverse reverse typewriter kind of thing. With mm. comics, there's like an extra bit of like, um, versus just reading text, like there's an extra bit of, uh, you, you kind of get trained on like how to follow the panels with your eyes, where mm-hmm. it goes, other than like, you know, because it's not always just straightforward. Um, so then to throw the extra loop of like, hey, also you need to rever- read this in a reverse order that you're used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I haven't read that many manga, but the ones that I have, they were good in that they're, the artwork led you where you needed to go. So it wasn't as difficult as it could have been. Right. Uh, I want to catch up on Savannah's thing. She's having a whole conversation by herself. Uh, she's still stuck on that microverse episode that she mentioned last week from what was that? Rick and Morty. I think uh, so. Oh yeah. And, and she said she watched a lot of peacemaker. Great. Peacemaker's amazing. When you finish Peacemaker, start watching Doom Patrol. <laughs> it's like very similar in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. So, Randall, what have you been watching besides since Peacemaker's over? Okay. Well, real quick, I want to mention before we get okay. to the big thing that I know Sorry. we've all watched. No, yeah, no, that's the appropriate segue. Because mm-hmm. uh, the only thing other than what we're going to, what the three of us will talk about that I've watched is you and I finished Our Flag Means Death. Yep. Uh, be, last week, we, had, we hadn't we had watched the, se- the season finale. It definitely seems like it could come back for another season, so I'm very excited about that. Oh, mm-hmm. Savannah's already watched all of Doom Patrol. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. All is right with the world. Yep. Um, a, a few things are right with the world, I should say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's good. I, I Man, I don't want to... I really only have one comment about the show. Savannah, have you watched Our Flag Means Death, by the way? It's Taika. 
It's Taika Waititi. You got to watch it. Um, I really only have one comment about how I did not ex- expect the show to be this X, Y, and Z. Uh, but it's almost a little bit of a spoiler if you haven't watched any of the show. So I don't want to say it. Yeah. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. There's I more did. Taika what, than I thought there would be, but it, it was fun. So much, so much Waititi. Mm-hmm. He's in it a lot. Uh, I think by the, like the third episode, third he shows up, and then he's just like a main character. So, mm-hmm. Jesse, did you watch anything else? Uh, what did I? I just said I watched something. Oh, Picard, Picard season two, right, right, and it's fun. It's very fun. Uh, one thing that isn't really a spoiler, but it is a cool, fun Easter egg. Is I mean, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but not like really because you kind of get the vibe from all the trailers that they kind of go back in time and they have this fun moment on the, on a bus, uh, which is very callback to a voyage home. And there's a great Easter egg in that scene. Is it, I don't think I've heard of this show. Is it, is it like a a young captain Picard? No, it's an old captain Picard. Still do it. Still doing the things, you know? Mm -hmm. All right. You haven't heard of it. I've never watched Mm -hmm. any of it, but I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. Yeah. I have not heard of it. It's pretty it's fun. A, the first one was all kind of about uh, data and mm-hmm. like sentient, like androids and what they call them synthetics. But it's mm-hmm. interesting because it melds the, um, was it the JJ Abrams movies, the mm-hmm. um, Chris Pine, Captain Kirk universe with mm-hmm. uh, the Star Trek, the next generation universe oh. uh, dealing with the, like the Romulans and, mm-hmm. and all, all the stuff that happens in, in those movies. So it's, it's interesting. Cool. I'll have to watch it sometime. Yeah. It, it's fun. I, I enjoyed it. And it's, you know, like if you like star Wars, uh, I've often said that Picard has some of the most star Wars, star Trek I've ever seen. And I'm sure that's, what's making some star Trek fans really mad, but mm. I am right. loving it. Mm. Yeah. I've heard some star, star Trek geeks talk about it. Generally they, they're not favorable of it favorable they're not they're not fond of it right um, why like it's got everything but i've also heard fun. yeah good things about it i've heard it's it's yeah and it's still going it hit a season two so that's promising mm-hmm. and it's not on netflix so it could keep going <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's um, on paramount plus and who has that nobody that on, i know is it just is it on tv as well or is it just a streaming deal um, oh i don't know i think it's just a streaming deal i thought that was the main thing they were using to like is tv you know, even get a people thing? is tv a thing <laughs> it's gotta be right <laughs> i don't know if so it's cbs right it used to be the cbs app and then they were like no nah, it's paramount app mm-hmm. paramount right it was like cbs all access or something yeah right well paramount is probably smarter right opens them up a little bit at least they didn't call it Peacock. You know, I for real. TV is going away because the other day, um, I was my family was out of town and I was checking their mail while they were gone, and they got a thing from Nielsen, uh, ratings place. We used to get those all the time. In fact, we've done it a couple times. Uh, it was for TV and it was like I don't know they pay you like twenty bucks or something. Well, now it's uh a sur- like a survey about the um different apps that you use and the carriers of your Wi-Fi or, you know, and your phone and stuff. Um, and they only give you a dollar. <laughs> a dollar. 
Wow. So like, spend that all in one place. Maybe you could get a, I don't know, an ice cream sandwich. Probably not, actually. Mm, no. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, hey, speaking of streaming services, uh, I know we've watched another thing that's a brand new thing. Uh, Moon Knight. I'm not, I don't know why I'm like playing it like it's a seat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we watched the Oscars. <laughs> God, I forgot that was a thing. Slap a Grolics on it. I, I they literally had to, or well, sort of. They just slapped a a, a moment of sign, silence, mm-hmm. just no audio. Yep. I feel like this point, everybody's. I feel like the next day there were so many memes. Everybody was tired. Everywhere. Of oh, yeah, everybody's Everywhere. over it already. I think it is fascinating to me, though. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It's just everything. It's so much wrong with it. But yeah, uh, it is fascinating. I. Melanie, did you post or somebody posted? Maybe it was a meme that something like if it weren't for for that, they wouldn't even realize. The yeah, that Oscars. was me. Yeah, yeah, I it's true. When the Oscars was on. Nope. I was talking. I didn't either. And I was talking. <laughs> you know what? We need to be careful though, because that's this is probably the most buzz that hasn't been strictly like super negative. Okay, it's pretty negative, but this is this is some serious <laughs> buzz. Oscar doesn't get a, Oscars don't get as much attention as they used to. They're going to start having uh, incidences every year. But, but yeah, I was talking to my mom that night and she's like, Oh, I've been watching the Oscars. Will Smith slapped. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> okay. Well, I actually kind of want to, I have to search that out now. And it turns out I didn't really have to search it out. It was just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the funniest, not funny thing I've heard somebody say about it was, uh, didn't that guy get nominated for playing Muhammad Ali? Yeah. He did. I think you'd be better at punching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't even punch him. It was a, it was a slap. Yeah, right, right. And I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I think. Oh, sorry. I thought ahead. it was fake at first. Right. I think a lot of people did. It was kind of like a dissociative moment. Like everybody's mm-hmm. like, "Is this actually happening?" Mm-hmm. Well, and it wasn't like violent enough to hit you in like that. Oh, this is some real world violence happening. I mean, it is. It was. I mean, it's still technically an assault. But, yeah. like, it was kind of a weak slap. And Chris Rock was on it with the, like, he was on with, like, yeah. getting out of the way. Obviously not quite quick enough. I think my, we won't delay on this too long, but I think my absolute favorite thing is Chris Rock's immediate reaction. Like, just, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah. had to watch that two or three times. Yeah. Just, like, whoa. I love the reaction. But, man, come on. Will Smith, like, what you doing, man? And all, I didn't know about the alopecia thing either. And after I heard that, I was like, well, that is right. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. It was but in also poor taste. Like, it was in poor taste. But <laughs> yeah. also, it was, so yeah. is slapping someone on a stage yeah. broadcast to millions of people. <laughs> and, the, the gall it takes to walk up there, man. Wow. And I don't really care what is wrong with, with anybody. If you don't want attention negative or otherwise, then don't go to a freaking awards dinner for people where people are going there to pay attention to you. You know, that's the whole purpose of the whole thing is to pay attention to you, judge you, critique you, say nice and bad things about you. If you can't handle it, don't go. Right. <sighs> don't be a and movie it, star. It usually is like a roast too. I mean, like who, yeah. whoever right. is, I mean, even Billy Crystal would probably pull some, 
shenanigans. Yeah. I will say, though, that alopecia, alopecia areata used to be one of my favorite things to say. That's just balding in spots. So I was excited when when I heard that because I was like, oh, yeah, that word. <laughs> you I just like it. the word of it? The <laughs> yeah, word, I the like sound? Saying, like onomatopoeia. It's fun. To, it rolls off your mouth right. <laughs> hey, so we also watched Moon Knight, the first episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <came out. laughs> That's how we got here. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, there's no segue for it. We're just going into it. Um, yeah, Moon Knight. What what'd you guys think of this? <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm nodding, I'm nodding, em- <laughs> sort of emphatically. Not really. It was it was good, but it was also like um, it was like a Bendis issue one. It just barely got things moving. It's interesting. Right. It sets up the universe. It's it's compelling. I mm-hmm. liked it. But also, we had so little Moon Knight in it that it was like, mm-hmm. is this the Moon Knight show? Mm-hmm. I agree with all that. It's interesting. I I, I think it would have worked well as a movie, even possibly. Um, and yeah, there's lots of lots of lots of interesting stuff going on, but nothing. It didn't get deep enough in it to say whether I like it or not. Basically. Yeah, I wish they would have maybe done what they did with uh, Hawkeye, and that was to give. Because didn't they give Hawkeye like two or three episodes that mm-hmm. first oh. week? Like it was like a couple episodes dropped. And right. I feel like they probably could have slash should have done that with Moon Knight. But maybe not because Moon Knight's a little more mysterious. Mm-hmm. And so maybe they want people to percolate on the mystery. Right. Mm-hmm. I and I don't know if I buy Ethan Hawke. Is this, that's who it is, right? Yeah. I was as, shocked to see him. as As the bad guy or whatever. He seems... I mean, not that he couldn't be a bad person, but especially like a religious bad guy. That's just very strange to me. Well, I'm curious what they're doing with it because he's very clearly got some like pretty extreme powers. And uh, I mm-hmm. I went ahead and started reading the uh, Lemire run. And uh, that is crazy pants, right? Like that, that one just dives into the deep end of the craziness uh, from issue one. Like he's in a in an insane asylum, but he's in an insane asylum that may or may not be actually run by the Egyptian gods themselves. that are trying to <laughs> trap him there, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, if they're going that way with this, if Ethan Hawke is a, an Egyptian God, just pretending to be a guy, this could be weird and awesome. Mm-hmm. This is one of the few examples I feel like, and maybe it's because it is one of the few I could be wrong. I'm trying to think of the other. Yeah, it's one of the few Marvel shows where it's like, here's a whole new character. It hasn't been in the movies. Like, it's just, Mm -hmm. here you go. You don't know him. Here you go. But this is one of the few. And Melanie, you said it it, it almost could be like a movie. It feels like it's written like a Marvel movie. There's scenes like the, the action scene and like the kind of like supposed to be for comedic effects scene where he can't give over the scarab or whatever. But something fell off about it. And it looked nice, the show, I think. It looks nice, but yeah. it's the first one where I'm like, it feels like they're going for the same level of production without the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and I not sh- and it's not even in the way it looks. It's just kind of maybe the execution. But like the what I felt like the comedy of that one scene was supposed to be like didn't land like it should have. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I could see that in one of the movies, then it leads to this big action scene. Endless in cars, uh, 
flipping out and dudes getting taken out by blogs and stuff was pretty shocking and it looked looked okay but like something about the execution of it felt off and then there's little things like i mean he's missing he'll, he'll wake up and just be missing days right like right. they could have played that up more and instead of like he's just kind of a wreck then he goes to work and then later he's just working and it's like i know you were off on the weekend but you still missed friday like and you can just be working now it's fine like right. mm-hmm. there's just the weird disconnect from reality mm-hmm. maybe that's the point <laughs> well and the voice of Konshu is a little... <laughs> i'm ready for him to tell us to roll out yeah yeah he does he sounds like optimus prime or something yeah. he's re- it's like a ridiculous over the top narrator voice and it's mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah that's the part i'm i'm having a hard time with because it, the, there's a disconnect there like the Konshu con- construct like the visual of him is super cool and creepy you know with the like long mm-hmm. you know like the bird skull type of look to him and mm-hmm. uh that voice doesn't go i don't know and then it's weird because like um they went with Stephen grant as like the prime personality but he's not a millionaire playboy like he was in the comics oh yeah like in the comics he's like a millionaire film financier producer right like he's the playboy uh personality and Mm -hmm. mark specter is kind of like just the prime personality that communicates more regularly and uh and takes on the form of moon knight a lot more often Uh, i think you were mentioning like the, the there's that disconnect between like the cool kind of creepy image of the whatever and then the voice and that's maybe part of the issue with I wish they'd lean into the psychological horror I mean it kind of felt like they wanted it there but they're quickly working towards like nah it's a superpower type thing and he is this the case in the comics like he trans like the suit transforms onto him like he I noticed when he like let whatever take over, like the suit starts growing out of him. It's it's they play it loose, fast and loose with it a little okay. bit. I mean, it just depends on who's writing it, to be honest. Okay, but it's like um, he does seem to have like more power. He's stronger when he mm-hmm. takes on the actual form of uh, of Moon Knight, but also um, sometimes he just can like like in the Lemire run, he can see what is real like he can he can see um, it's almost like being able to see the matrix kind of thing like like oh i can see the code now i can see that you aren't actually a doctor who has my best interest at heart you're actually an egyptian god and i don't trust you Mm. okay you have a crocodile head it's like having a set of glasses and they live yes yes exactly yeah well he's there to Talk about Egyptian <laughs> artifacts. And, yeah, and sell yeah. jelly beans based on those <laughs> yeah. same artifacts. And tonally, of course, you know, whatever, it's fine. It's a, it's like a, whatever, it's a Marvel thing. But right. tonally, it's weird. It's weird because yeah. it felt like it should lean, in parts, lean more towards like a creepy horror thing. Yet it's consistently super bright, like super bright and colorful. Yeah. Um, most of it's happened during the day so far. Yeah. Yeah. With, with, with the exception of some nighttime scenes in his apartment. I mean, the elevator scene was pretty cool. I, 
I did enjoy, and I think this was spoiled. I remember seeing it in a preview or something, but like the played for laughs kind of bit of the old lady getting on the elevator. But really, in reality, I was yeah, I was, it was like, much I more feel, intense. Yeah, I feel that lady's terror because she's yeah. like, oh, I just stepped onto an elevator. What's this? What's going on with this guy? Something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I felt her terror. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's fine. And you know, I think I think maybe that's part of the reason it it has a little bit of weirdness to it because they play so much of it seriously that when you add in the comedy it 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 kind of doesn't fit in there like like in the the what you were saying earlier with the trying to keep, like keep the scarab away oh that's that's kind of funny but we're in a, like a town of like cultists and nutbags and this is a very serious situation and not the time for that it seems like from everything that's been happening it was you know? a jim carrey move too it was yeah. just like so over the top like here you can have it the <laughs> the color of the pen that i hold my hand is royal blue mm-hmm. R- right right yeah and it's also the thing like he he's saying things and i'm like dude just say like something's happening to you you don't know what's going on and you yeah. don't have control of your body if you want it you're gonna have to hold me down and take it like instead of just be like oh, i'll give it to you i'm trying here you go oh. it's just like i don't know yeah it's just one of those kind of things yeah it's like they don't know what they want to do with the comedy either mm-hmm. yeah, i think that's the thing and part of that kind of works because it's like we have no idea what's going on with this guy and his different right. personalities right so like it is keeping us on our toes but it's keeping us on our toes in a weird way like as like are you are we trying to do a deadpool thing with this where he can hear his inner voice uh what's going on here and he's arguing with himself like it feels very comics deadpool and it's like oh just save that for deadpool please yeah the one thing i really did like though was again in the in the car chase thing and maybe it did it another time too i'm not sure but when it would be like like um like a real stopping or something and there was like the the like little bits of black and then it would switch you know that was fun yeah like he'd that. lose when he'd lose like yeah control of it and then mm-hmm. it just like yeah i don't know he comes back too and he's driving backwards on the road yeah yeah, yeah. i like that guys- I'm curious how many of the personalities we're going to get, because at this point, we know that Mark Spector is kind of the Moon Knight personality. He's mm-hmm. the one that works most directly with Khonshu. Um, and then we have the Stephen Grant personality, who is apparently a laughable idiot who can't even get a date. Um, but then there's like the New York cabbie personality that he would use to like get information on the underworld kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was more of like a, a you know a street level type of personality. So I'm curious if we're going to get that personality at all, or if we're going to try and narrow the scope, which I'm not against, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't imagine they'll go too wild because the average viewer and they've got to, you know, make sure it, they don't know none of it. Like we had read a little bit of it, uh, mm-hmm. but I re- remember very little of it. So like, I kind of knew the deal, but I was also thinking about like people who don't know anything about like right. Moon Knight. Okay, what's this? A new Marvel thing? Like the um, rest of the world, almost. I mean, not. I mean, there's people who do, but I, I mean, most people who who watch all the Marvel movies haven't read any Marvel books. You know what I mean? Right. And 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 so they most likely have never heard of this person because he's not, um, you know, one of the big names. 
Right. Moon Knight's not necessarily like a top tier character for sure. Right. And yet we got a Shang-Chi movie. I'm not mad right. about it, but it's like we got Shang-Chi, but not Moon Knight. Weird. It's pretty strange. Mm-hmm. This phase, and part of it is also, I think, the timing with, with you know, 2020 and 2021 throwing things off. But this phase is weird, but I'm not hating it. I like the, I like most of the TV shows they put out. Right. And I, I, I mean, Spider-Man, you used to count Spider-Man in there. Spider-Man was great, but like the next Doctor Strange movie, I'm intrigued by. Um, sure. So like this phase is weird. And when they kind of set this phase up way back in the second Avengers movie, when they vision and uh, vision, vision and, uh, Whoever else, what's the word? Wanda, Wanda Vision, whatever. They introduced those characters, (laughs) which that was kind of the seeding of what I thought was going to be phase three. And I guess, I mean, they were in phase three, but really that kind of set up more of the current stuff. Mm -hmm. I was not excited for any of that at that point. I'm like, I don't, I don't care about none of that, none of those characters. Um, But now that we're here and they're kind of getting off into the weeds with weird characters, I, I am enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm I'm like I think wherever this is headed I'm going to enjoy it but I am a little worried about this series because like all the other ones kind of came out of the gate a lot um I don't know a lot Stronger. more direct kind of thing yeah right. and so I'm I'm like oh is yeah. this is this destined to have a second season and I would love to see it potentially continue past whatever we're going to get here you know who knows are we going to get another 6 episode thing and that's it and maybe that's why they're not giving us a ton of episodes mm-hmm. i think I mean, it we'll have to wait and see what they do with the show if they if they tie it in better you know and, and i could see them not starting with the tie-in before they did the show because it, people don't know about it and so it's all kind of a mystery to unravel but then if they can tie it back in then i think maybe it'll be okay but we'll see right i mean it's kind of a test audience markety way marketer way to think about it, which is not necessarily the best way to go about this stuff. And you know, they know what they're doing over there, but using the shows to introduce smaller, uh, smaller, lower tier, I, that sounds re- reductive, but you know, smaller, lesser known characters mm-hmm. and see who maybe kind of gets attraction or at least introduce them before bringing them to uh, the larger budget, big screen movies and stuff. Right. Um, that's kind of super smart. I don't know that they're necessarily mm-hmm. doing that. That kind of seems like maybe what they're doing here. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't have plans for him in movies, but they're just like, Moon Knight, why not? It sounds like they aren't really even considering him part of the MCU, even though he's really? a Marvel really? property. I don't know. Hmm. Weird. Yeah, that is strange to even do it. You know, maybe they're just like, right. we'll see what happens. Well, it yeah. makes you wonder, are they are they testing the waters with a DC kind of thing where they can just like, maybe we'll just do a moon Knight thing and it doesn't have to be tied to the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know it's not necessarily Marvel initiated, but they kind of did. I kind of feel like after, and DC is, well, DC's beyond this. They're already into the like waters of like, we'll just do whatever. But after Spider-Man and the multiverse doctor and Loki and the doctor strange multiverse stuff. Like I kind of feel like they're definitely hitting a point where it's like, 
none of it continuity doesn't matter like no. they don't have to because the marvel movies have been so good about continuity mm-hmm. and at this point it's like it doesn't matter you want andrew garfield maybe you you want you want that guy from the x-men movies here he is nope ralph boner but so ralph like yeah. like they it's just like whatever um and mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's interesting, especially since like they've kept such a like tight grasp on it so far. Mm-hmm. What do you think? It, I, I mean, I'm sure they'd like to milk it for forever, but at some point it's going to have to end. Do you think that they're planning on that happening after the multiverse of madness? Like it's going to, it's going to uh, solve all the problems and put everything back to, to good or something. And or then break it into a thousand pieces that don't matter yeah. anymore. And we could just do whatever we want again. Yeah. yeah. They've kind of I, painted themselves into a corner with this cohesive universe a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think maybe more, more that what Jesse was saying, because that is the downside to having such a tight grasp on everything is like, then what? And it is also the thing of like, after the big names, your, your Iron Man's your Captain America's like, after those actors are like, okay, I'm done or whatever. Or they're like, we can't afford to pay them what they're demanding anymore. Right. Like we're going to lose the audience because mm-hmm. those are the people they're invested in. So it is kind of smart to like loosen it up a little bit. Let's just throw this out here, this out here, this out here. Let's see what gets traction. And if that doesn't work, it's fine. It's its own thing. It's a splinter universe. It's, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely like lost cohesion and yeah, I, I don't think I don't think they'll ever willingly stop. It's such a big property, like all all the Marvel stuff. It's such a big property, but like the bubble's got to burst at some point, right? Yeah. People eventually, eventually, people might get tired of the superhero stuff for a while. I don't know. I'm surprised this lasted this long, to be honest. Right. Yeah. We're we're on we're on to another Batman reboot. So I'm like, what? <laughs> Isn't this like a sign? Yeah, but right. they've, they've done it pretty smart in the buildup, um, especially, you know, I, I love Loki. It's so, so good. Um, but yeah, going this is this is the natural progression, even if, it, you know, for comics and for movies, I think getting into the big like crossover multiverse thing. They've already done the crossover, but this is like, you know, even more so it's like anything goes. But then after that, yeah, I don't know about it. I don't know about it after that. It this is, is as natural- far as they've ever gone, you know. Mm-hmm. And it is the natural progression. Like they've gone more and more comic book as it's gone, but figured out how to make it work. They've like embraced the things that like pre, you know, the first X-Men movie, they've always like, there's just certain things they won't do with comic book movies. And that's kind of limited them. That's held them down. Or they had certain like a movie studio seemed to have certain ideas like, well, there's no supernatural elements in this. It's a comic book movie. It's got to have supernatural elements, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the huge crossovers, the multiverse stuff, spinoffs. Like I'm, I, I can't believe like they're fully into just the the format of the me- comic book medium itself at this point. It's kind mm-hmm. of amazing. Well, I mean, they got Disney money. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought yep. there was something else. It's weird. We just kind of mm-hmm. endlessly talk about comic books, not even specific shows or anything, just the comic book movies. <laughs> right. Yeah. TV show. Well, what if they made a movie 
into a comic book. No, nope. That doesn't work. That's going the wrong direction. <laughs> Interesting. Well, what if they did? Well, what, would they be doomed? They would be doomed. And you know who's doomed? Bill and Ted are doomed. Yep. Doomed. So we're going to talk about Bill and Ted are doomed. Yeah, at least this a is, little bit. This is a what this was just a four issue like miniseries, right? I think so, yeah. By Evan Dorkin and, oh, sorry, the Grolix logos, Roger Langridge. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for Roger Dorkin. That's a horrible last name. I'm sure he got made fun of all the time when he was little. <laughs> Evan Dorkin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that leads to the kind of creator that would make something like milk and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that who it is? Yeah. Yeah. Evan Dorkin yeah. is. Yeah. Well, then he deserves it. <laughs> That escalated. Uh, yeah. He, uh, Evan Dorkin, his tie to Bill and Ted is that uh, he was, he was, um, what, contracted or whatever mm-hmm. to do the Bill and Ted Bogus Journey um, film adaptation into comic book form. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember this, but like, they used to just do this all the time where it's like, okay, you'd get a novelization of a movie and then you'd also get like a comic book adaptation of a movie. Like I, I think I had the um, secret of the ooze, the Ninja Turtles, you know, movie in comic book form, probably before I even saw the movie. That sounds awesome. They used to do that all the time. And Evan Dorkin was the guy that they had do doing that. In fact, uh, his run, the original death, uh, was much more just a grim reaper. He, he looked much hmm. less like, uh, um, oh boy, now I've got, I've totally lost the actor's name, but uh, the right, guy yeah, who I, played death. Yeah. Um, so like on this cover here, he actually kind of looks like the guy, but in the original one, he was just like a skeleton face, you know? Oh, interesting. And it was like the original treatment. So like they referenced that in this book. Um, we were talking about this before the show, but the original, bogus journey treatment there were a lot of things that uh that got cut for the actual theatrical release mm-hmm. that are still in that adaptation of the comp in, in comic book form so you have all those weird things and they reference them in this which is like a weird flex because it's this this book right here is supposed to bridge bogus journey where the, where they win the battle of the bands and they're kind of a success and mm-hmm. then um, the new movie, the face Bill and Ted face the music where they're just living in the suburbs and their lives are kind of falling apart. And what happened to the stations and what happened to the good robot S's and what's going on here. Mm-hmm. That, that is super interesting that, uh, so I wonder if it was that, because like that happens with novelizations a lot. I'll hear I've heard of where, yeah, they're working from like the script a lot of times before the movie's completed. Um, so the adaptation will have stuff that didn't make it in the movie. Uh, it is so weird of him to like, like, no, the adaptation, that's, that's the continuity. That's <laughs> yeah. the canon. That's right. I, that's it. Uh, yeah. I'll that's what like I that. wrote or that's what I wrote around. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my Bill and Ted. Yeah. 
That's my bogus journey. Well, the funny thing is, is like his, then he got to continue the series. There was a comic book series that Uh continued after the bogus journey adaptation. And he basically, Marvel did not care. They had the license for Bill and Ted, but they really didn't care what he did with it. So he just went full milk and cheese on it and just did all sorts of bonkers stuff. And I love I loved that. So that was kind of my impetus for like spoilers, guys. I I talked everybody into reading this and I'm kind of sorry (laughs) because I was thinking it would be kind of more like in line with that because Uh Evan Dorkin attached to it. I was I was shocked and thrilled because Evan Dorkin hasn't written a Bill and Ted comic in a long time. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's other people that have been doing like for Boom Studios, the Bill and Ted's most triumphant whatever and right. Bill and Ted go to hell and there's all Bill and Ted save the world. Like there are a bunch of little mini series that have come out of different studios. And this one was supposedly, it felt like it was going to be kind of, you know, a bridge, but it makes sense that it isn't because that stuff was owned by Marvel for a long time. So I don't even know if they can reference all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Right. Well, I will just lead by saying I'll out myself in that uh, I didn't get through very far into this. I read a, a bit into the second issue and was heavily losing interest, but I'm not going to say it's bad because I'm also like, I was super tired and kind of in a bad mood. Um, but my big, like it looks interesting. It looks nice. Um, the, the, the art style is very much what you see here on the cover. Mm-hmm. It's, that's, yes. Which is interesting because this is Evan Dorkin on the cover, uh-huh. and the stuff that's on the inside is not. That must be the uh, Roger Langridge, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. It's um, much more, um, I don't know, it's almost like a, it's a simplified, almost anime kind of style. But I mean, it, it is looks a bit cleaner in its yeah. like line work, I guess. It is, it is, um, it is kind of paying homage to. Uh, Evan Dorkin's run, I think, a little bit, but it, it's definitely its own thing, a little bit. Hello there, YouTube viewer, Cra- a little crazy nostril. What's going on? Uh, they love Roger Lang- Langridge. He's got a great style. I mean, I also did not uh, finish it, and I blame myself because I didn't bug Randy about it, she didn't so I didn't, didn't actually get, get it to... until early, like oh, a couple hours before the. Uh, the show started so well i but, didn't i also like it's 100 pages right but it's like it just collects four issues so i didn't think that'd be what we can knock four. i can knock four issues out easy it's 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 a little wordy mm-hmm. which is weird because yeah, I, it's actually felt, pretty dense but when you think back to like milk and cheese right mm-hmm. i try not to um i'm sorry i know you guys like it i didn't care for it um <laughs> but this I don't know if they stay because I didn't finish it. So I don't know if they stay the bad guys, but the bad guys in the first half of this or what I perceive as the bad guys made me want to watch Metalocalypse. And, um, Oh yeah. I, I hope that something fun happens there. I am going to finish it, um, later. So I, if I had one, um, one criticism of it, of, of the artwork, um, and I really don't, because once I realized what was going on, I was fine with it. Uh, the the main bad guy and death have a lot of similarities. And for a while, I thought it was like, 
is this just death doing his own side project and not telling the guys? Like for a while there, I was like stuck on that. I was like, I feel like this is just death. And when's the other shoe going to drop on that? And it wasn't, it was never that at all. Like it's literally just this like death to false metal clan or cult or town. Mm -hmm. And then death was just always on Bill and Ted's side. Although like begrudgingly. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, first off, yeah, so Melanie and I didn't get through the whole thing. And uh, that's why we don't talk about comics a whole lot on the show anymore. <laughs> We're just out of practice. We're out of practice. Jesse, Jesse did actually get through the whole thing. Uh, yeah. So, Jesse, you, I, I think we've got, like, already got, like, a tone of what you thought of it. But what, what would you think of this? Um, You know, like, it was a slow burn, but I really did enjoy it once we got mm-hmm. into the thick of it. Um, but it, I mean, like, so I think some of the charm of this book is the fact that it takes, I mean, like the, I think the whole point of it is to take that bridge and, and answer all the questions that we as Bill and Ted fans probably have going into Bill and Ted face the music. Like what happened to the stations? What happened to the good robot asses? And mm-hmm. it kind of handles that while also giving us, like a plot line so that it's not just crazy madcap, but like Melanie was saying earlier, I believe uh, maybe that was before the show. Maybe it would just would have been better if it was just crazy pants. Maybe if they had gone full milk and cheese and it was just random bits and they just jumped all over the place. That might've actually been more interesting because it's like, while they're trying to write the song that will unite the universe, because that's all they've been trying to do Mm -hmm. since, you know, basically the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just them toiling to no avail because we've got to have Bill and Ted face the music anyways. Um, while that's all happening and they're running from like snow trolls and all sorts of crazy stuff, uh, the, the stations and the good robot uses are at home with the kids and <laughs> the, the, like, there's all this stuff that is like. I don't know. It's just bonkers. Like everything seems to be falling apart. The good robot asses are like, what are, what are our purposes now? And mm-hmm. so they're like, well, we need, you know, if we are just good versions of them, then we need good robot princesses. Right. Mm-hmm. So then it was like, well, who can make us good robot princesses? The stations can. And meanwhile, the stations are like, man, we're tired of living on Earth. We're tired of living in like the garage or whatever right next to the to Bill and Ted. Like, we want to go home. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to live in heaven. And now we don't even do that. <laughs> we just build stuff for Bill and Ted. Uh, we want to go home. And so, like, they get sucked into, like, building good robot us princesses. <laughs> And mm-hmm. then, then the robots are like, we need kids, kid robot asses or whatever. <laughs> like they need kids. They were like the, you know, it's just like very Bill and Ted robot logic happening. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like the stations finally being like, come on. But when push comes to shove, like they'll, they'll do what they need to do to try and help Bill and Ted. But at mm-hmm. the end of it all, basically they all just go off into space. The robots, the stations, everybody. And that's how you get all those wacky elements, except for death, out of the third movie. Mm-hmm. I had a question that it, I – what did Missy do to the dads? Because they mentioned something about Missy uh, doing something 
and maybe he's sending them to hell. I, I don't remember any of that from the movies. What, oh, what was the that seance. all about? The, in the in the second movie, the, um, Missy leads a seance. Oh, okay. And that's what sucks Bill and Ted down into hell when they are ghosts. Okay, okay. They okay. like they're like we could contact them through this seance. Mm-hmm. Bill and Ted are dead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, good because I was I was thinking like she did some some bad things to the to their dads and i was like well that's not nice and that's not very messy like i don't think <laughs> well i mean she does constantly dump them well like, yeah i'm gonna dump bill's dad now i'm gonna dump ted's dad and now i'm gonna who knows who knows mm-hmm. like one of the most ridiculous things in this whole thing like it's like what is the tone of this thing? They get trapped into a snowball you know it's almost like uh-huh. the falling gag where it's like dude this is a totally deep hole Want to play yeah. 20 questions, you know? And yeah. so like they do that whole thing while they're inside of a snowball rolling down the side of, you know, uh, a mountain. That's fun. See, I, I don't, I think I was just being impatient. I didn't get far enough into it because my thing is like, it's not hooking me. The, the humor that's there isn't that humorous at that point. Sure. Um, and the big conflict was like, their popularity has waned because they haven't gone to play shows and they're out of money. And I'm like, this is not, and this is not fun. <laughs> like I, what, <laughs> right, right. where's the hook? This is not enjoyable, but I didn't get, I didn't get to the craziness. So that's why, and I even knew it. I was like, I can't say it's not good because I just, mm-hmm. I didn't get far enough. Yeah. And you're, and you were a grumpy bumpy you today. Well, grumpy bumpy, what do you mean? It's <laughs> <laughs> the most grawling way to say it. Or a grumpy bumpy. I yeah. was particularly yeah, earlier today. Um mm-hmm. excellent. <laughs> More bogus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you I mean, what do you So what do you think? like would I recommend it to people? Like you could skip this. But if you are a diehard and you're just like, I need I need more station in my life, then this will scratch the itch. There is more station in this. Just not maybe as much as you would think or even hope. I, Why don't I, you make a station movie? Make a spin off of that. I'd watch the crap out of that. It's the most bizarre bonkers thing that they had in that movie. I was like what am I even watching and why do I love it so much? Because you know, it reminds me of a fraggle yeah. or whatever that, you know? Yeah. Right. It's interesting hearing people talk about the second movie in more recent years. Like I was like, people don't think it's a, people thought it was a bad movie. I always really liked it. I loved it. And I apparently it. like people would point to the stuff like station and stuff, just being like too ridiculous and out of what? left field. It's like, that's the thing you remember. Like you, the yeah. reaper, and station like that. Yeah. Those are the th- hooks of that movie. Good like, robot yeah. uses, you know, we're like just how bonkers it is. Yeah. I like, I it's yeah. that type. It's if it would be weird if it wasn't that type of movie, but it is that type of movie. So yeah, it's, it's a ridiculous movie. It needs ridiculous characters and they have to go way, way out of the world to make it, you know, a sequel basically. Right. And it would be weird if they did the third movie without even mentioning any of that, you know, like Mm -hmm. they had to have death just to, just to tie it all back together. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been super weird if they didn't like, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The third movie is weird in its own way. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's real weird in its own way. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, 
sometimes this can work to the benefit, but it definitely had the slight air of like, this needs to bridge this gap as opposed to like, I had this great idea for this Bill and Ted story. Let's do that. Mm. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he had a great idea for this Bill and Ted story that bridges the gap. But like, I don't know. Yeah, he was kind of stuck into a, a, yeah. yeah into limitations. Yeah. There were some fun Easter eggs in there. Like uh, they did have a moment where they're like, "Hey, how is it that uh, how is it that people can die if you're here?" And, and like, "Hey, can't you just use your magic?" And so like they explained some of those things, like how death could just you know teleport them places before, and mm-hmm. now he can't because he's he's basically on hiatus while he's in the band. And mm-hmm. they were like. So can people just not die? And he's like, no, there's a temp. Don't even get me started on that. And that's a whole storyline in the Evan Dorkin run. Oh, uh, okay. So Interesting. It's like a guy, like he, instead of a, a scythe, he's got a chainsaw. His name is Morty. And like, it's a whole thing. And that's and I was fun. like, that's a fun little callback. And mm-hmm. only a super nerd like me would even catch that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. I yes. mean. He's all about <laughs> continuity with his with specifically with his continuity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um all right. Cool. How did this was this because of the you choose thing or I I I feel like this came up before we did the you choose crossover actually. I don't remember how this came yeah. about. No, I think I just discovered it and I was like we did milk and cheese and this is Evan Dorkin. I was like, like Evan Dorkin. Let's do it. Melanie yeah. hated milk and cheese, so uh, I'm, I'm extra down for this. I want to see what her reaction to this will be. It, I'm over was, here being it, the grumpy lumpy. It was not <laughs> quite as uh, – it wasn't as bad as milk and cheese at all. I, I kind of enjoyed it. I didn't get through it, but I am interested and I will finish it. So, yeah. Milk and cheese was just a bunch of <laughs> not even connected random nonsense that wasn't even funny to me. And I'm sorry. I know you guys liked it. I didn't get it. It's like that guy uh, from the internet that would just smash eggs and spank chicken and make disgusting noises. I don't like it. I know you, I know you do. I don't. It's, it's absurd and random humor. And I think, and yeah, it it was never intended to be like red long form the way we did either. That (laughs) was the other thing when we did milk and cheese, that was a huge, was yeah. it a collection or did we like we searched up a bunch of it? I think I we remember. just did. I think we did the shorter of the of the version, uh, like because there's a big collection, um, like Dairy Products Gone Bad or something, and and uh-huh. then there's a shorter one, and we did the shorter one, and I don't even think I got all the way through that. It's like too much. It's just a lot. Like it's, even in a small collected volume, because they're just like a page or a couple of pages, and then that story's done. So it was like trying to read like three years worth of comic strips. Yeah. It's not meant. It was, it, well, I don't think it was meant to be read that way. It's not right. meant to be like slammed down in a going. It's a, it's like a coffee table book or something, right? right. Like you pick it up and read it. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Milk and cheese for the day. Throw it down, read right. it more later, but not like we tried to like no. slam that whole thing before the, you know, I mean, God, we used to, we ha- used to have willpower here. Here. I'm like, I got through an issue of Bill and Ted. <laughs> well, it's also of the era, you know, it's also of like kind of that 90s, like this fits squarely into the like tank girl era. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, so just like zine style comics that are kind of punk rock and you're only supposed to get like a little bit of them because then the rest of the zine's about something else. Mm-hmm. Well, they need something to tie it together, like the yeah. Matrix. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it would be amazing. Is this something we should be amazed about? Uh, no, oh. but you know what you should be amazed about? It's actually kind of the opposite, but not really. Um, so you've heard of locked-in syndrome, either of you? I don't know. What? Um, locked-in syndrome is when somebody becomes paralyzed, like se- seriously paralyzed, where to the point where they can't even move their eyes anymore. Like they have mm-hmm. no control over any of their body. But they're still totally aware. That's locked-in syndrome. Sounds like my worst nightmare. Um, I've actually, I, I read a book basically about that, and it frustrated me so much I cried and threw the book out in the world and I don't know what happened to it. Um, but anyway, luckily for me and other future people, um, scientists have finally uh, built a brain implant that can help someone who is completely locked in communicate. So before they had some uh, technology that they could, if they could still move their eyes, they could look at things with their pupils and it would make it into words and, and such. But now they have, you have to, the only downside is you have to get it before you're actually completely locked in so that they can know for sure that what you're thinking and what it's picking up are the same thing. But once it gets that uh, base, then it can use that to over time. It, it gets to know it even more like which neurons firing means what, but um, yeah, there's a guy that they gave um, the implant and he had a little while to train on it. I don't remember how long, but not as long, of course, if he would have liked, but he can send messages to his family and the doctors and let them know. Like, for example, he was um, sitting there with a bunch of people and he's like, uh, turn on the TV. I want to watch whatever with the grandkid, you know, so they did. And before he probably would have just been sitting in a room alone with no way to communicate at all. And I mean, it's maybe still not the best. Sorry, maybe still not the best life you could live, but it, it's way better than being trapped inside yourself, not being able to have any say over your, what goes on, you know? So I think it's amazing, but even just not, not just that, the other things that it could lead to is what I'm super excited about. If you, if you don't even have to be able to communicate and you can use it to, to do that, there's things that you would be able, I would imagine to control with your mind or maybe we could find a way to communicate with animals or something like that. Um, there's just so many things that we could do with it. I'm super excited for the future. There is a uh, there's a series written by John Scalzi that is basically about this kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, but it's set in like a different. I mean, like I don't I don't even know that it's the exact same. Um, diagnosis, but it's basically the same thing where they're completely present, but they're essentially vegetables. Their yeah. physical bodies are, yeah. but they're able to like um, power like a, like a, basically a robot body with their uh-huh. mind. And then they're almost able to have like a ready player one style, um, like a mind castle kind of thing. Like there's, there's, I mean, it's just a, it's a terrible like it's a terrible um, physical mm-hmm. malady or, or a disease, or uh-huh. I don't even know what you'd call it. Like a, almost like a paralysis. Right. But it's a fascinating 
it's it's a fascinating um, vehicle for science fiction at the very least, and it sounds like it's mm-hmm. actually going somewhere in the real world, and that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah. I I was re- I was really excited to hear about it um, for so- lots of reasons, but yeah, I they do have um, like mechanical limbs and stuff that they're using similar but not the same processes to control. So maybe eventually they will be able to do like a whole bodysuit. But that would, like I said, take, that would take so much training to get you, the computer to recognize which, you know, parts of your brain and which neurons firing and mean what. And that's that's the, the big drawback is is all the, tra- the time it would take to train the computer that is the, you know, connection between you and the rest of the world. And yeah. I'm amazed. Good. You I should be. Um, all right. Well, hey, you guys got anything else to, you got any, Jesse, you got anything coming up? Anything exciting to mention? No, no. not really. <laughs> Melanie? I, I just want to say, if you haven't yet, you should go to our Facebook page, if you have Facebook, um, and or the group. I'm not sure which, but there's a little bit of our um, artwork on there. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it was a fun time, and you should enjoy yourself with it also. Yeah, we've been playing with Disco Diffusion, which is a machine learning AI artwork generation thing. Um, but it's it's pretty wild. Uh, you can generate stuff with text prompts. So it uses, I mean, it's kind of like clip, whatever people talk about, clip, whatever, text-based, I don't know, instructions, I guess. But, um, or you can input images for it to base be based on or or video file and like, uh, people generate some pretty amazing stuff, um, but it definitely takes some like figuring out how to make it do what you want it to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am almost done with a music, a, a new music video, and it is, it's kind of mind blowing. And uh, a teenage Randy, <laughs> teenage Randy would have loved it. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's totally like, it's like wow, that's pretty rad. Um, but. Yeah, super cool. Super cool. That's what I'm amazed about. I mean, your thing is amazing too and is arguably way more important <laughs> to people. <laughs> but uh that, so the, the AI generated art stuff, like I see people are critical of it and I get it, you know. I seen some post about like this is going to be the death of the artist. It's like computers were the death of the artist. I don't know. Player pianos were the death of the musician like yeah. no there radio are killed the radio star there, right right exactly there are a lot of like sure low effort people pumping stuff out it's the nft thing community so entwined with it because you can cr- create lots of artwork real quick um sure. but beyond that kind of lame argument like as a tool man people i don't think people are even utilizing it like correctly or to like its full extent at like with the capabilities it has now as a tool i think it's gonna be mind-blowing yeah yeah he mentioned that to me and i agree i think that more artists need to yeah actually use it and i think i think it could do amazing things it's just it it's not it's a tool it's not being used by the right artist yet is all i don't think is this something is this like the thing that pete mitchell was using for a while or um yeah it well kind of like that i don't remember i know he was 
like he, I remember he was training a model on his artwork style so that it could like replicate his artwork style, which is super cool. It's like that. Um, Disco Diffusion specifically, I'm not sure what all different it kind of, you know, like some of those like pull in several different like for the text prompt thing to work, they pull in one type of code and then whatever they hodgepodge of a bunch of machine learning stuff. And it's trained on, I don't even know the full data set, a bunch of images and stuff like that. Um, but what I've been impressed by is it's like, you want to make an HR Geiger looking picture, throw HR Geiger in the text prompt and it's, it, it will make it. And so it's super like wide in it's like, capability of style and i think that's where maybe some people like you can just throw an artist name and then like sure. uh trending on art station and it'll throw mm -hmm. out some beautiful thing um i, I don't I personally i don't care i don't care for that but i do I, I mean i think i've only done it once or twice but when i try i'm trying to go for something and it's just not getting it and i'm like okay do this and make you maybe like you know some famous uh, like Picasso, like that, you know, not really the, his stuff, but just the, the, like, you know, choppy part of it. You know what I mean? Um, the cubism or yeah. Yeah. But, but you don't I, have to like, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. I was gonna say, you don't have to like train it on. It's, it's like, it has access and you can choose different like models. And basically that's just like data sets that are already trained on. Mm. whatever data set mm. i don't know where people get all the data but um so you don't have to like train it that's usually the very time consuming thing when you're doing a machine learning thing if you're mm -hmm. like okay i want to do that i want to have it generate this but it needs to be trained on that to know what that even means um so you don't have to do that and with google colab you can basically use google's computers to do the processing because our computers. I was here. just going to ask, like, do you have to install this? Like, no, you can work. You can. So they, people have, uh, and that's really why we can use it because like, it's simple enough that we figured it out. Um, G Google Colab notebooks, which is basically just like the codes ready there. It tells you what, like here you can change these values. Um, you know, it's, it's still pretty like intimidating looking interface, but, fairly user friendly interface, like easy enough to use. And it runs, uh, it's a Google Colab notebook. So it runs through on Google's Colab system, which is basically Google set up to like, you can run it on their computers and, uh, it's mainly main for, made for machine learning stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can do this for free, except like, you know, you don't have access to the faster processors mm -hmm. and, uh, it's mm -hmm. kind of limited in like, you can kind of hit a, the usage limit. It'll disconnect you. Uh, even if you upgrade to the pro, which I, I did temporarily 10 bucks a month, like you could still kind of hit a limit, but, um, uh, yeah. So it runs on there and it's basically just like, you can pretty much roll with the defaults, connect it to your Google drive. That's where it'll save the images and also download any needed, like if it needs to download, uh, you know, data set or whatever to save mm -hmm. there. Um, to work off of, uh, I, sorry, real quick. I think if they got more artists in it to build up a, a data set even more would be better because I, there's things like, there's things that they could add to it that I think would make it better. But, um, 
that would be one of the things that would be helpful. Uh, but I think still just giving it more information so that there's more options would make it the best. Like, you know, if you could pick like the, the brush type or, or, you know, you don't even have to do paintings really. You could do claymation looking things and stuff like that. That, that was crazy to me. I mean, I haven't done it, but uh, Randy played around with it a little bit. It's just, it's nuts that the, the options that you yeah. already have that you can do and like changing the spinning the uh, perspective. It's amazing to me. It's yeah. kind of like, kind of like one of those 3d paint things that I think are fantastic and amazing and are like, what's going to be the next art, you know, in the future, because who doesn't want to be able to go and walk around in your art. That's amazing. Uh, and this has a similar kind of feel to me. Like there's so much that we could do with it in the future that we are just beginning to see. Yeah. It's still hard to go into it with like, okay, I want it to do this specific thing because it's not going to want to do that. It's, it's, <laughs> it's still hard to get a very specific thing. <laughs> even if you put start with an image or you can apply it to video, You're like, okay, here's a, you know, video of a face and I want this to happen. And then it's like, oh, you said it was a face. Well, here's a face on here. <laughs> Here's an extra eyeball in their nostril. Like it's still, oh, yeah. it's still yeah. like weird. Like we it need one that's called "That's a secret. Don't tell anybody." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like it's still machine learning, and that's still yeah. kind of dumb. Like right. it just doesn't. There's context it doesn't understand. Um, mm-hmm. But if you play around with it long enough, and then you kind of figure out little tricks, like so. Here, here's something I stumbled across. Yeah, claymation and stop motion. I was applying effect to like, I made a little animation and after effects threw it in there and applied like a painting look. So it get like consistent look with this video I'm making. And I was like, "Eh, it's okay. So I was like, well, what if it's like claymation stop motion and what it spit out kind of blew my mind. I was like, wow, actually, I think I have one of the images since we're kind of on a slight tangent, then we know we'll hurry up and get off of here. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, that that's how Randy do, does though he he uh, finds a thing he latches on he just dives headfirst into it immerses himself and then like two weeks later he's like okay I'm done with that let's move on so right. here okay um I'm gonna share the screen okay sorry audio listeners of the future okay so this was just like this started off as just a cheesy 2D uh not particularly cohesive or great looking animation I made in uh, uh, After Effects. Uh And I said claymation uh, and stop motion and then some other stuff. This is like a mechanical zombie covered in uh, cables and wires and stuff. And it spit out a bunch of stuff like this where it looks like actual kind of physical objects. And it's it's pretty incredible. (sighs) Problem is like each frame is wildly different. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Played in motion, you can see what it's doing, but like, it's really weird, but you can adjust how much effect it has. So I played with it a little bit m- more later, and I was like, that gives me an idea. So yesterday, and I don't have this uploaded to show, but so yesterday I made, um, and it's pretty flat looking, just like a space scene with a ch- cheap, or the cheesy looking rocket ship flying by a planet. And then I had it apply like a stop motion or claymation of like that mm-hmm. rocket in space. And I found if I put it at basically 70%, so basically it doesn't apply, it doesn't change the original image all that much. Um, it added a texture that almost made it look like uh, 
cardboard cutout, but it made it look like uh. like physical, like stop motion thing. And I was it's like, almost like a South Park kind of scene or something. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And it gave it depth, even to the point where like where the little fins and the rocket ship again was pretty flat. I gave it a gradient so it looked like it had whatever, but it was otherwise just flat. It even like put shadow on the bottom fin where it would be like, it's kind of amazing. And I was like, that's, that's where the strength is. Like, yeah, generating from scratch is amazing and mind blowing. But like in terms of getting, uh, having a specific vision for what you want to create, like create something and everything I like, I've, done a bunch of stuff where I'll throw together a picture in uh, Photoshop and like most of the time I'm just like quick throw it together doesn't need to be perfectly masked this creature doesn't even need to look right it's just like cutouts of other images thrown together you know the color doesn't have to match perfect put it in there and then generate some results see what looks good and it's like boom that looks amazing that you end up with something like this and then you could build off of that sure and So almost like a super advanced filter. So mm-hmm. if you use it lightly, you can get amazing results like that. Or you can start from nothing and generate weird, crazy stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. obviously that's, yeah, that's what I've been excited about lately. So <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the show, I'm like, oh yeah, Bill and Ted and Moon Knight. Let me tell you about this. AI animation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like coffee for your soul. It was just right. I do get on my certain kicks. You do. All right. That's it. That was a bonus. (laughs) Bonus for everyone. (laughs) All right. All right. I'm almost done, man. That video is going to be awesome. It's going to blow minds. Just the stills you've put out have been pretty great. So, And and in motion, it looks good. It's real choppy. Like they have like their settings. You can smooth it out. So it looks nice and smooth. But uh uh-uh. You you like it choppy? I like it choppy. It's gonna it's basically twelve frames per second frame rate, so it has that like animated on twos oh, like yeah. traditional animation style, and leaning into it. Most of it's not like that claymation stop motion look. Most of it's like a painted look, so it's really like wild style indie animation type thing. But it's not like hopefully it doesn't make your eyes or hurt. <laughs> so it's <laughs> it, like it's pretty consistent. I think. Um. Anyway, excited. So. That's what I got coming up. I'll let y'all know. <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks I everybody can't for wait watching. To find out. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everybody for watching. Thanks everybody in the future for listening eventually. And have a good weekend. Yep. Find Bye. more at grogspodcast.com. Bye-bye. And it was all messed up. Bye-bye. Oh. Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live.